Let's count mm-hmm. and I'm going to sit beside each other. <laughs> Hands off each other. Do I need to separate you two? I feel exactly <laughs> like this chair fits me out. Because <laughs> this one doesn't even fit mine. <laughs> You're just balancing. Yeah, it's, balance yeah, it's, it's like core stability. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I feel my abs. Too. I was like, oh my god, this is... We're good? All right, ladies. Okay. Good morning and welcome to our very first podcast of On Her Shoulders. I'm Leslie Genoway, and we are here with four fantastic, amazing women. Uh, yeah, exactly, you guys. That's us. <laughs> On Her Shoulders. We want to get to know the innovative, powerful, strong women who are lighting their paths on fire. From athletes to entrepreneurs, we hear from women that are making way for the other women to follow. I'm constantly looking up to other women around me and trying to catch up to their greatness. This is just another way to shout out to our world on how it's being changed, inspired, and elevated by the women of the world. So our first one up, Heather Murphy, is a branding expert, speaker, entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She's focused on empowering others in their business development, marketing, and self-care. After founding Authentically, Authentically Business and Life Solutions, in 2016, she has transformed hundreds of businesses of a variety of budgets and sizes with an achievable, human-centered approach. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Me too. You knew you were the first one, so I appreciate (laughs) that. Even before me. I like uh, breaking the ice. There you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With all the caffeine. (laughs) <laughs> and wine. Yeah. Let's let's be real. Carrie is a business and life coach for entrepreneurs looking to step up and into their full potential in their business and create a life of financial abundance while having transformational impact on their clients and customers. She's a mom of boys, wife of an awesome husband, and is obsessed with Beyonce. You can find her breaking Holla. into song, <laughs> exactly, and dance at any given moment. It's Thank true. you. Show us your dance. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Melissa McCullough loves all things construction, design, and real estate. At 23 years of age, her and her husband, James, opened Trademark Homes, which quickly has become one of Regina's top residential construction companies. Twelve years later, Melissa is a licensed realtor with Royal LePage, Regina Realty, and Trademark now services clients in all areas of the home industry, new builds, remodels, and realty. Melissa lives on an acreage, jealous, (laughs) with James and their three kids, four horses, goat, dog, and cats. They love their laid-back country style they can escape to every day. Thanks for having me. I'm really jealous of your life. (laughs) And we're waiting for the invite out. Right? (laughs) And they have a pool. (laughs) Come anytime. (laughs) Natasha has worked in the financial industry for now for over 17 years, helping Canadians understand and manage their finances. Her goal is to give clients the knowledge and tools to better understand their finances so they can be empowered to make stress-free financial decisions. She volunteers as a champion for Mortgage Professional Canada, who is lobbying Parliament for better mortgage regulations on behalf of the consumers. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. When she's not champion on behalf of her clients and the mortgage industry, you can find her either riding her bike 247 kilometers to raise funds for charities, Mm. charity close to her heart, Breakfast Club Canada, or relaxing at home with her three kids and husband, Scott. Thanks Thanks for coming. Thanks, ladies. I sound boring compared to the three of you. Oh, I have the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I should have thrown a few more things in there. (laughs) No, full resumes. That's all great. And now we got all of, like, the... Reading down and the bios out. We're just gonna talk. Sounds good. Sounds mm-hmm. good. That's what we're good at. So, yeah. first things first. Real women talks. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Give us your scoop. Who started? Why? Where? I, how? 
I hate to be the one to like say I started it. I feel did. like I feel like Real Women Talks wouldn't have been anything without Own these it. three ladies. Um, I guess it just came from a place where I can tell you the moment that made me decide I needed to change how people are perceived on social media. And somebody actually told me or said to me, oh, I wish I had your life. Your life looks so perfect. I'm like, is that what I put out there is perfection? Because it made me feel so insecure because I'm not perfect. It almost made me want to be like, I need to share the real authentic me, myself, so people can see that. Because I don't want anyone ever comparing themselves to me and maybe feeling inadequate or like right. they're not enough. Um, I also have an interesting story. And I feel like everyone to share it to maybe help empower those women that were looking at me and being like, wow, look at her perfect life. But mm -hmm. listen to my journey and how I got here and what I had to overcome. So um, I also, along my journey, met these three incredible women who all just inspired <laughs> me instantly. Um, they were so honest and genuine and just not real. And that's what we want Real Women Talks to be is just a real conversation. There's no right or wrong or uh, way you need to have a conversation or per be perceived in society is about being authentic and real to yourself mm -hmm. and your own opinion. And they all embody that, every single one of them, in their own unique way. Um, and so that's why I think the conversations will vary depending on the topic between all four of us. And we probably won't agree on everything, but it will still respect what each other has to say. But you shouldn't agree with everything. No. Right? You should always challenge each other to be able to you know, learn from each other and accept multiple perspectives of you, basically. I think one of the funnest things about it is we laugh about everything too, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So like we don't have the same stories, but we have parallel stories in a lot of ways. And uh, it's just fun to laugh about. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the powerful things about this group is none of us take anything really personally, mm -hmm. like with each other. We're yep. just like, we accept uh, each other for who we are, and we've exposed a lot of things to each other personally and mm -hmm. professionally, and mm -hmm. it's just so non-judgmental. Yeah. 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 Has there ever been a line where you guys have been like, ooh, maybe we're going too far, yep. or a line <laughs> that you're interesting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But or I think we want to, we want to, that's we what we want to do. Be. We want to yeah. break down those barriers. We want to have those tough conversations. We want people to, ch women to challenge us and our mindset, because they think we think so differently yep. mm -hmm. than the normal woman does. Mm -hmm. and, and I also feel that's why we've all been so successful and we're so happy in our lives is because of that mindset. So we want women to get out of that box. There's, there is no box. Yeah. You don't, and you don't need to fit into it. So mm -hmm. get out of it. For me, I felt that when we did like our alter egos, yeah. that was definitely a spot that I was like, oh, I just couldn't bring myself to do that mm -hmm. type of photo shoot. But yeah. when I loved it, when I brought my concerns and the group like you guys were so awesome you just said like make it your own yeah you don't have to like we don't have to if you don't feel you know 100 percent with the one that we're doing just do your own and i felt like you know you guys understood me and you mm -hmm. got me and it was okay like it was mm -hmm. totally fine and i did my kind of my own version yeah of it. I read it but um yeah it still works it still works with our theme and what we're trying to put out there yeah what's behind that um that um i guess the idea, shoot. yeah, the photo shoot. Like, mm -hmm. what what stimulated that conversation on how to get there or why to do it? Natasha, again. <laughs> yeah. She's our master. Uh, yeah. She's <laughs> master. Well, when you think about, when I think about myself, I am the most comfortable in my husband's baggy-ass sweater, mm -hmm. the Steeler sweater that's got 90 different holes in it, <laughs> and his fat pants, I call them. Mm -hmm. And that's where I am the most confident and secure and I feel the safest. When I'm the most vulnerable is when I strip that all away. I don't want people to see that. 
Yep. And by putting that out there, it gave me more confidence because now I was bearing it all. And you got to see the real me mm-hmm. and judge me, hate me, love me, but that's me. And that, and if you can accept that person, then that's when I'm, that's, that's how we grow, I think. And if you don't like her, that's okay too. That is okay. And it's just accepting that, right? So I put myself out there for everybody to judge and I, I just wanted these ladies to do the same and tell her stories. I was really nervous about that project. No kidding. Um, because, uh, you know, my body's way different than it used to be. It's covered in scars and also it's private, mm-hmm. right? So there's a difference between vulnerability and exposing yourself. Yep. And so to, we were trying to find a way, I think, that mm-hmm. was tasteful, but also to say our bodies don't all look the same. Yeah. Our breasts are not all the same. Our yeah. stomachs are not all the same. Our legs are not all the same. And you're beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it was really like a social and an art project, kind of like the fourth trimester body project. I love that project where it's just women just looking so beautiful in themselves. And I personally, because my parents are very religious, got a lot of backlash. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't even, fe- I feel like our photos were qu- very tasteful. Mm-hmm. And um, my my parents were really upset saying things like, oh, you don't need to put it all out there. And, and I know I wrestled with that personally beforehand too, mm-hmm. because uh, as a woman in business, I have had people book meetings with me that we're expecting a date <laughs> and so so I was kind of conflicted thinking like if we're going to put these pictures out in our underwear what kind of uh what kind of response are we going to get is it that because you want to be intentional about how you live your life as well as being honest mm-hmm. but I feel like the cause and uh saying this is my body mm-hmm. and it's beautiful and so is yours was more important than any of that backlash will you guys be doing a follow-up for it don't know we'll probably see. in some <laughs> <Maybe>. sense <laughs> i also feel like society has put us all in this box of what we need to look like to be beautiful mm-hmm. you need to be a size two and have double d boobs and you can't have any pimples and and you need to show up like uh, with makeup on all the time and that's not those are real women mm-hmm. and and i think we're all still beautiful why are you looking at me like that <laughs> it was just funny, like right before we, right before we did the shoot, how all of our insecurities came up. How we were talking about, yeah, how we were gonna go out there and be confident and be a beacon for other women, and then everybody started posting things in our group chat about mm-hmm. things they hate, and I was like, oh, ladies, oh I woke up with a big ass zit on my on my ass, <laughs> and, we all and like, uh, it's, it's happening. Yeah. We had so much anxiety that morning too. Yeah, like, I, I, was I was like, this is fine. It's I was and so then nervous, I backed out. Of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I can't do it. Uh, I'm just not. I just was not, yep. I wasn't ready yet. And, and that's okay. It was okay. And it was totally okay. And that yeah. that's the whole purpose of this group is just accepting wherever you're at in your stage. It's not right or wrong. It's just where mm-hmm. you're at. Mm-hmm. And being totally accepting of that was important. We've had really good feedback from other people. Um, mm-hmm. we've, we've, we started with doing our live kind of show that mm-hmm. Natasha had. And then um, we did one. Uh, another one follow up and I've had like such good messages where just women are just saying like thank you so much for just being real yeah, yeah. yeah. and just thank you for like you know Natasha has questions that she flips through it's kind of like we're on the view yeah. <laughs> yeah. we think they we don't are know, they don't know what I'm gonna ask yeah. them next they're all like who's whoopee caring and the questions are just like like sometimes I'm just like, oh, that is a hard one to answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then I just think like, <laughs> if we feel that way, other women feel that way, other yeah. moms. And what I love is that we all come from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. and we all have different points of view. But mm-hmm. at the end, this is a group that's like, there's no judgment. It's just love and respect for one another. I like to say that every like you're not the first person that's gone through something, but this is the first 
journey for you. Mm-hmm. So embrace that. Um, a girlfriend of mine just recently miscarried and she's very vocal about it. And she, someone had said to her, you know, oh, it's very common. Yeah, but this is me and this yeah, is my, this is my story. Is my story yeah. So let me absorb it. Let yeah. me process it. And don't yeah. dictate exactly. my journey. Like, exactly. It's my journey. I get to feel how I want yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, think the powerful. really empowered position though is to say like, go ahead and have your story about my story, but I'm choosing to feel. A hundred percent. Yeah. And sharing it. We've had tons of people just, yeah. you know, I think we all went very vulnerable. Yeah. In yeah. our posts. Mm-hmm. Very, and very, and very quick. <laughs> yeah. And maybe uh, plan. And <laughs> I had vulnerability hangover yeah. after oh, I was like oh, yeah. take that down take like, it down did you disconnect from social media for a uh, while for a day, I, did, yeah. I actually put I, I couldn't I was embarrassed to go out in public yeah, for yeah. me I felt shame like yeah, you had the biggest one I yeah think, the hangover. most yeah. shame that I've ever felt like I went to my son's soccer game like I just robbed a bank <laughs> like, yeah. like, I, did. I was like everybody's staring at me like and it was it was I was not expecting it now looking back I actually want I feel like it took my power back to the person mm-hmm. that did that to me. I was like, I'm probably going to cry when I say this. I'm like, fuck you, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you owned my life for so long, and now your dirty secret's out, and it's yeah. not my secret anymore. So any woman living with that, I hope they share it. I hope if they just tell one person, they yeah. can maybe get that power back. And yeah. he doesn't have, he doesn't hold that over them anymore. No one's going to give you your power. You got to take, take, take it. You got to take it. And I took it that day. And yeah. it was, and I, yeah, it was. We're so proud of you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. So inspired. All the love. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about your guys' individual uh, journeys to get to this point. So what, like, what made you guys start your own businesses or? Do we have time? Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we have all the time. In 1983. <laughs> I can start. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, when I was 23, I got married at 19 and, uh, I was never good at school, like never, never good at school, hated it, uh, kind of felt like you had to go to university, and um, so I was in a university, just hating it, mm-hmm. and then I actually met, uh, I selling my house for sale by owner, James and I were selling our first home, and I was sitting there, and this guy came in with another client to this open house, and I sold his client the house, and this guy just stood there really quiet, and I was like, who is this guy? It's kind of weird. And then he's like, you should come work for me. And I was like, I don't know who you are. (laughs) And he's like, I own uh, Royal Page Regina Realty. And I was like, I'm in university. And he's like, you should become a realtor. Like, you're really good at this. I had been previously working for a home builder, just doing show home stuff. And I said, yeah, I, I could do that. And I, sure, why not? I dropped out of university that day. James came home at five o'clock and I said, I'm going to become a realtor today. <laughs> <laughs> and James was like, what the heck? Uh-huh. So it was real, I got into that. Absolutely loved it. My grandma was a realtor, so it wasn't completely foreign to yeah. me. And um, then uh, friends of ours came and asked us to build them a house out of the blue. Like no. Like how? Like literally out of the like, blue, friends of ours said. Like you have like, a backhoe in your backyard. And <laughs> like we had just like done our tools? house through our uh, through a builder and we'd done a lot of the work ourselves. My oh, grandparents okay. used to own a home building company, but I honestly don't, I to this day cannot like figure out why they would ever ask us <laughs> to do it. It's such you. a divine they thing. They trusted you. It that they, really that they asked us that. Yeah. And then uh, other friends of ours said, you're building them a house. Can you build us a house? And then that year we built people five homes. <laughs> wow. Jeez. And the next year we built 25 homes. Uh, three years later, we had 118 homes under construction. Mm, and today we are one of Regina's largest home builders. And it's just crazy to me that's that right. it is literally a, like 
to this day, I'm still like, I guess we're home builders. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. like 12 years later, I'm like, we did not set off on a path to be that. Yeah. But people just trusted us. And that's mm-hmm. really how we try to strive to do our business today is that, you know, people just trust us. And it's and it's such an honor when they ask us to do that. It kind of sounds like you were almost thrust into it. And then you just took it on and you're yeah. like yeah this okay is, I'll just what handle we're doing. it I guess I'll do this it this is what we're doing it's like parenting too it's yeah. like yeah. well I guess I got this kid now yeah. so I'm just gonna <laughs> better work it out, out. <laughs> and, right? and through that we found I think through that we found our passion which always yeah. makes you like love your job even more and I know people more. say like I love my job and I'm like no really I love I love my yeah. job so yeah. much that like every day we try to think like what's something new and what's something innovative that we can add to our services but always maintain our our um like the thread that holds us together is mm-hmm. residential construction. So we don't deviate too far, yep. but we are always open to adding new things. So we have a realty division, a remodel division, and a new home division. But they all mm-hmm. focus around our true passion of helping people find homes. Which you can tell in the pictures and all the fun you have with your clients. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you have the coolest clients. Yeah. We do. Yeah. So and much like fun. People always say, like, hashtag coolest clients. I'm like, <laughs> no, really? No, really? <laughs> like, we do have the coolest clients over here. <laughs> but I think it's because, um, first and foremost, we, we make it about relationship. Yeah. If people yeah, are looking for pricing, if people are looking for, like, what's included, I always say, like, we're probably not that right what builder. We're for. probably not what we're, like, yep. it's got to be about relationship. And... If it's not, then we're really not who you should be going with. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you guys. And I love that. Just even working in the financial industry and just being so empowered to say no to a client almost. Totally. Because it's, because, yeah, well, because they're not the right fit for you, know that that relationship isn't going to be a good one, right? Or it makes people think. Because we say to them, like, you know, if you're, if you're going to be, if you're coming down to like dollars and cents, we're probably not your builder. If we're coming down to what's included in specs, we're probably not your builder. You have to see the value that we add yeah. as a husband, wife, um, like team. mom and pop team yeah. that we can do for but you. But birds of a feather. Like I, w- I say about my business that there's not one client that I would fire. Mm-hmm. Like I love all my clients and all of my clients I see, you know, in a one week, we see anywhere between 80 to 140 clients, mm-hmm. and they're all just, like, salt-of-the-earth people, mm-hmm. and that's because of where it started from, which is myself, yeah. and, like, I'm proud of that, and yeah. I own that, but there's no one that I would say, hey, I don't want you to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's you good. guys that have established that it's yeah. foundation awesome. for your, for your future. Yeah. And setting that expectation, I think, with mm-hmm. the client as well. Like, I mean, you people come to me all the time, well, what's your best rate? And then it comes to the value that I add. Yep. Like, you're not going to get 17 years experience if you go here, here, here. You're mm-hmm. probably going to, maybe your file's going to get declined, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to, you're not going to get the same service that I could provide because there's only one me. Mm-hmm. And I know the value How'd you that get I get into it? How did I get into yeah. it? Um, I was working at a financial institution and my senior manager, so I would have been 20 some almost 30, I guess. Oh my God, I'm old. <laughs> and <laughs> so wait, how old was one of my kids? That's how I date everything. Yeah, I know. Um, she pulled me into her office and I was climbing the totem pole very quickly yeah. um, where I was working. I was mentoring and um, training the new employees. And then I was working on um, the targeted team, which were like all the specialized um, lenders, or I guess customer service reps. And she pulled me into her office and she said, you have an appointment with a friend of mine, she's a mortgage broker. You're going to be a mortgage broker. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Well, I'm like, what is a mortgage broker? <laughs> like, what do these people do? Um, so the next day, she ha- I met her friend who was a mortgage broker, and um, she hired me on the spot. And that's basically how I became a broker. So looking back, um, 
it was the best and most terrifying thing of my life, but um, I have no regrets at all. So I just, I think people find us at certain points in our lives and they like guide us down this path that we didn't even know Mm -hmm. we were looking for. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't even on my radar and she basically saw potential in me and knew what I could be and become and believed in me. And, but again, going back to what I said before, you took that right. and you made it happen. Of course. Because people can see what they want to see. Yeah. But if you're not willing to do the work or... Or ready to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Face not in that it. place. Then yeah. it's really all about you. you. You were given this opportunity. Yeah. But then you made it and happen. And I nailed it. You got it. Hashtag humble. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up like this. Yeah. <laughs> I never wake up like this, <laughs> ever. <laughs> Carrie, what did what got you into this? Um, ugh. So I, you know, grew up in a small town and everybody just went to university and did that, like, you know, nurse, um, <laughs> bi- go to business school. Yeah, so I decided, well, that's what I got to do. So I okay. went to business school, sucked <laughs> at it. Um, the first two years almost failed out. And then the last two years when I actually got into marketing and yep. stuff and I really liked it, I finally like turned my marks around and complicated. But then I did the what everyone does. I went to corporate and mm-hmm. worked at Sastel and for the government. And I'm so grateful for that because I learned so Lots much about experience. structure and organization and yep. all that kind of stuff. But it was soul sucking. And mm-hmm. one day I was walking downtown and this girl, she had uh, a little clothing boutique and I went in there and I bought my first pair of high-end jeans mm. and I was like these are fantastic jeans and I and what a great job she has like what mm. a great little career and we started talking and she's like I'm gonna sell it and I was like I'm gonna buy it <laughs> and I had no experience in retail or anything at all and just s- fast forward six months later um, when every bank turned me down because they're like you mm. need money to buy to this. get money yeah. yeah and I didn't have it but I figured it out and my husband at the time my boyfriend invested in me and bought it six months later I owned it and for seven years it was incredible journey what I love the most though about that whole thing was I had this purple couch in there and I I mean after a while the novelty of the clothes wore off and I wanted to have an impact that was deeper mm-hmm. And I understood that, like, people's success and happiness wasn't an outside thing. It wasn't about the clothes. It wasn't about the financial success or as many clients as you had. It was the... The The big house or the fancy car. Yeah. Right? It was the inner work. And so when I sold, because I had my kids and I was like, I don't want to work 60 to 80 hours a week and miss out on my kid's life, which actually ultimately was more about, I just don't want to, like, be in the grind and the hustle and, like, be Mm -hmm. numb to this. Mm -hmm. And so I just went on my own personal development journey and did my own work. And then people started calling me, can you help me with my business? Because I, you know, was able to grow it to quite, like, successful for a little boutique in Regina. Can you help me with marketing and sales? And I was like, sure. And then when I started working with these women on their marketing and sales strategy, I was like, it's not a strategy issue. Like, you know marketing, you know sales. That Yeah, we can do things to tweak it and refine it. It's, it's the inside work that you need. And so I took my life coaching and basically became a life coach for entrepreneurs. Although we work on marketing and sales Mm -hmm. we work on like the self-worth piece the confidence piece the clarity Mm -hmm. piece and that to me is what transforms the whole business so you can actually have a very successful business working balance that's all a perception but um feeling really filled up and not beating yourself up for being too successful or too removed from your family there's just so many things going on with entrepreneurship carrie's really good at honing in on what your strengths are and finding a way for you to 
see them yeah. and bring them out in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like work in your zone of genius and let the everyone else do the rest. And that's that how thing. you scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you can, but you can pick up, you can pick up on it. You see that in people that they don't even see. And then you find a way to like make them see it and bring it out, yeah. which I think is. And then just structure their so business around it, which amazing. is. Yeah, and it's so, like, it's incredibly impactful. It's I'm giving you a compliment here. Yeah, I'm okay. taking Sorry. it very well. Thank you. <laughs> I've, had, I've had, like, four clients finish this week. I'm very emotional because they're just, mm-hmm. you really, like, get into good relationships with them and you care about them so much. I think with women uh, especially is we know what we're good at. It just sometimes it takes an outside perspective to tell you and to really, like. Give you permission. It's like that permission slip. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. Like, like you guys were saying earlier, right before your right before that, um, the photo shoot, you were saying, oh, I hate this. Oh, I hate this. Well, what do you love? Right? Like you can, you're quickly to pick up on the things that you struggle with or that you're insecure about, but to actually say, like, I know that I love my hair and I love my breasts. They like, they're awesome. Right. And so I, but I, I hide them like very, I wear a bunny hug most of the time because I'm at the gym I very rarely w- wear low-cut shirts, and my husband's always like, come on. I'm like, no, they're mine. <laughs> yeah. But really, what he's saying is they're great. Yeah. Be confident and own it. I mean, yeah. that's just superficial outside. But No, but it's it's true. Yeah. So when you love those things, so when you look at yourself in the mirror, what do you, what do you look at first? Do you look at know. your boobs and your great hair, and you'll be like, man, I just love my boobs and my hair. Or you look at your waist, and you're like, oh, I wish my waist, look at my love handles. Like, oh, I got this cellulite here. Like, I think that's the difference is when we look in the mirror, we instantly gravitate towards all the things we hate about ourselves mm-hmm. and, and dislike. And what we should be doing is be like looking in the mirror and be like, damn, girl, I love your boobs. And yeah. look at your ass and look at those thighs. And I mean, uh, we need to celebrate those things about other women too. Like we, um, yep. I shared a video of this girl that I know and she's a nurse and she's this amazing woman and, but she is in fantastic shape. Mm-hmm. And how many women looked at that video or that picture and were like criticizing or critical and comparing? Well, that's not what that photo's there for. Mm-hmm. Can we just embrace that beautiful woman? And every woman's beautiful, but look at the strength, look at that raw strength that she has. And mm-hmm. that to me is just empowering mm-hmm. yeah i think when we tear other women down it's because we are insecure <coughs> ourselves and yeah. it's a real it's a self-training piece to say yeah. hey listen you're a you're a badass bitch mm-hmm. yeah and it's, and it's totally day. normal to look at look in the mirror and see the bad thing first we're wired that way so it's yeah. all it's about human, it's, it's a, a human hu- instinct it's a human instinct and so it's all about becoming unbecoming what you're actually naturally will go to mm-hmm. and i think that's the key is be aware of it and then you can like okay, you know, this is my thought pattern, but I can change the thought pattern. Yeah. But you have to be open and aware what your thought pattern is. Yeah. You're and conscious of it. And too. conscious yeah. of it, which yeah. is w- mostly what I do. It's like I look at people's thought patterns and I'm like, this thought pattern isn't serving you. Are you available for a new thought pattern? And it takes some time to like rewire that, but it can mm-hmm. happen. And I've noticed too, ever since Real Women Talks has come out, there's so many... M- other women that I'm realizing and maybe it's just because I'm following them now that are doing similar things that we're doing and I'm like yes it makes me so happy I'm like yes and then you think those women empowering other women and they're stepping up and it's just like I feel all these women rising together right now yeah and I can feel it and I see it and it's so empowering I really feel like that's the next wave of feminism yeah Yeah. we were talking about that before yeah is where 
empowered women are saying, yeah, girl, you got yeah. this. Yeah. And not only do you got this, but I'll help you get there, even yeah. though you're doing the same thing as me. Yeah. I had a client reach out to me yesterday, or I reached out to her and said, you should do this kind of workshop that I just did. It was really impactful. It was high value. The clients loved it. And I'm like, you have the same knowledge as me and skill set. Like, you should do this workshop. I'll give you all my sales funnels. Like, And she was like, thank you like yeah. but I, and she's like you're the first person that never felt threatened I'm like I don't feel threatened no, no. I have a different yeah yeah I have an angle that you'll never have like we have different angles on it but at the end of the yeah. day we are teaching the same thing and I people like your angle some people don't are gonna like your angle real. more than mine mm-hmm. and yeah. so have it make it your own there's enough there people in the world oh, there's yeah. seven there's billion so people business. there's more don't, than enough business yeah, <laughs> yeah. and don't like don't feel threatened with that person beside you just be yeah. better or or strive to be with them. Totally. But to be or honest, that took me a long time to get to. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. in the past, that definitely would have felt, never yeah. would have offered my so intellectual property. So what do you think got you there? Interesting. The rewire of yeah. my thought pattern. And just the self-love work that yeah. I did and spent. Building your confidence. Building my confidence. Yeah, spending secure. years building but that. Probably also being very bought into what you're doing, knowing that it, it brings value. Yeah. So if you're trying to sell something that you don't believe in, yeah. then you're not going to be able to stick with it, yeah. right? Like you you have confidence behind it. Same yeah. thing with the quality of what you guys provide. Yeah. You have confidence behind it. When someone asks you for, hey, what's your best, what's your best price point? Mm. I am this is my best price point and you're getting Mm -hmm. it because you're getting X, Y, and Z Mm -hmm. and you believe in it. Yeah. Yeah. So because you have confidence behind that, you're allowed to, you're, you're able to sell it and be, be not threatened by anyone else that's out there because great, they'll do them, them, You'll do you totally. Yeah. I think I'm Heather. I feel like yeah. your I'm story. We're gonna jump into like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spot that there's a lot of marketers. There's a lot. Oh of yeah, there's lots. Creativity mm-hmm. happening. Big time. Lots of. And how do you keep it? How do I keep it fresh? Yeah. <laughs> keep yeah. it tight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> too far. Brain <laughs> <laughs> is no. crazy. Uh, yeah. I, um, so I grew up with three brothers, and I'm. I'm wildly competitive, mm. and my family's very traditional. I love you. I th- feel like we have, like, a soul yeah. connection. I have three sons <laughs> now. I'm so competitive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, my older brother has Asperger's, so he's, inc- he's like, a certified genius, graduated Brilliant. at 16. Yep. 13 months older than me. Huh. You know, so I grew up competing with him. I would practice a song on the piano for two months. He would hear me practice it. And sit down yeah. and play it better than me. Yeah. Just absolutely infuriating. <laughs> so um, my dad was always telling my brothers, you know, you can be doctors or lawyers or whatever you want to be. And for me, I had to learn how to cook a turkey and could be a teacher, secretary, or nurse. I still right? don't know how to cook a turkey. Me neither. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a vegetarian. I was like, I'm just going to marry someone. Who Men are going to starve in the next generation. <laughs> 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 yeah, totally you guys need to learn how to cook. <laughs> just <laughs> saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, I started my first business when I was 15, renting out paddle boats and was able to pay off the paddle boats that summer. It was really cool. And I've just always loved entrepreneurship. But then when it came time to choose a career, I decided I was going to be an art teacher. <laughs> so I'm, I can see I that. Like, we're not shocked. No, yeah. you're so... I wanted to be a painter. Like this, and then here. And artistic. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be a painter. And uh, my dad encouraged me to do something practical, which is good, because I did get a lot out of my education. Mm-hmm. But then I found myself in... Um, a marriage with an addict and c- continually getting pregnant and so I never really got to teach and uh, he was not supportive of my career choice at all so I started doing little things to 
um, help make ends meet. Like I started designing websites. Mm -hmm. I taught myself graphic design instead of just painting. And I started blogging and I started, you know, trying to research how people did the YouTube video thing. And I recorded a bunch of videos, never posted them. But then uh, by the time my third son came around, I realized I hated being a stay-at-home mom. Like, I hated it. <laughs> That's okay. I thought that I that did that too. Was yeah. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I heard you that the powers the people that can. Yeah. Mm. Right? Honestly, not joking. I thought I was supposed to want that. So I had this real polar opposites between my ex and my dad, where my dad almost demanded that I be a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. and my ex almost demanded that I work. work. And so I didn't know what I wanted. So I got a job at a marketing agency, and I worked there for a year, and I learned so much. With no education. <laughs> no. Fine. Like, in actually marketing. Yeah, marketing. I just talked my way in. So I <coughs> wasn't a strong enough graphic designer to join their design team, and, like, I wasn't strong enough in marketing to be mm-hmm. on their marketing team. So they created a whole new department for me, which was content marketing. Mm-hmm. And so I trained myself in search engine optimization and um, how online advertising works and all that stuff, all that jazz. And so I did that for a year. And then the agency kind of fizzled out, and I started to get really frustrated with their approach to small businesses. Because a small business would come in, you know, with a couple grand, and for a small business, yeah. it, is, it was like a make-or-break budget, and they mm-hmm. needed Big it to time. work. But for the agency, they didn't care about that small budget client, and they would mm-hmm. get almost no attention. And it made me so mad. And it made me mad how much bullshit there was, you mm-hmm. know, like... Um, one one women's business that we worked with said that they were about women and uh whenever i would bring a women's issue up they wanted to put it down and like talk more about how to wear a hat mm-hmm. you know <laughs> and uh that just pissed me off so when i l- i got laid off of that job and uh, my girlfriend and i got a bottle of screw it and a big bristle board mm-hmm. and we essentially brainstormed what authentically is mm-hmm. and I really feel like a woman will do anything. And you can see this all across the world. A woman will do anything to feed her family. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. she really needs is access to capital and access to support. Mm-hmm. And so if I can't give women access to capital, I can work with the capital they have and give them the support that they need to grow. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, it's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> it's yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. so passionate about it right now. Like I thought I was just going to be a nerd sitting in my basement making websites, but it grew into, I feel like I'm trying to start a movement with yeah. women mm-hmm. where we're, s- where we're standing together and where we are succeeding. And so I think that's probably why yeah. all yeah. of us mesh so well. Yeah. And I think a lot of the reason why we all chose entrepreneurship without maybe intending to mm-hmm. is we understand that entrepreneurship is the vehicle to personal development and growth and our full potential lies within that vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I think intuitively we knew that and that's why we all were like, we don't want corporate or the box because yeah. we, we don't fit in that box. Don't fit. And mm-hmm. entrepreneurship <laughs> is like the best way to bring out your full potential if you use it properly. Yeah. Right. It's also so the best funny. way to like pull out your fears and your insecurities, yeah. but that needs to come to the surface in order to heal it. Yeah. And yeah. I think entrepreneurship is that vehicle. And I think that's why we're all Maybe that's not why we went into it, but that's why we were attracted to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I painted a portrait of myself. I did caricatures of all the staff at the marketing agency at the the last Christmas that I was there, and 
mine was a jack in the box. Which <laughs> 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 is funny because it's like a couple weeks before I got laid off. So, like, <laughs> 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 so uh, but when I when I started, I thought I had applied for like twenty different jobs, and the market was really bad. It was mm-hmm. a hard time to find a job, especially for someone with a teaching degree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, who doesn't want to teach? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so. For me, there was, you know, I saw a meme that said, uh, there's no plan B, this has to work. Mm. Yeah, I was like, I am not <coughs> watching my kids. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to earn enough to pay for at least daycare. Yeah. Yeah. And then it turned <laughs> into, <laughs> I doubled my income. <laughs> I doubled my income the first year. Takes and then the next year, I ended up uh, in a in a nasty situation where I had to flee my marriage Mm -hmm. and I was able to support that. And now I'm supporting my kids all on my own. Mm -hmm. And can you give a shout out to that? Like, (laughs) seriously, thank you. Amazing. Yeah. Um, well, because this originally started off being a 10 to 20 minute uh, podcast, yeah. so we're going into that minute 36. Um, we're going to, I want you guys to say, if you were to give one piece of advice to your younger self, mm. it can be on anything. It can be family, professional, whatever. If you were to give one piece of advice, what would you say? Forgive yourself. You're not perfect. Forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Beat myself up a lot. Mm-hmm. Blame myself a lot. And I need to be easier on myself. And identify it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be absorbed by a man's identity. Mm. Have your own. You have your own. Just own it. I think I would say to my younger self, like, you were enough. Yeah. yeah. You are enough, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. You are enough. It's going to kind of, mine will go off Carrie's, but yeah, like, you're, you're beautiful. Like, I remember constantly comparing myself to other people yeah and just like being really insecure over am i too loud am i too outgoing am i too like am i too am i too am i too like mm-hmm. you're you're perfect you're not you're who you, you are you're, you are yeah. you yeah. yeah and own it yeah 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 i grew up always yeah. feeling like a bulldozer <laughs> you know my mom always called me that i was bulldozing every Monday. it's because i'm a leader mm-hmm. yeah yeah I'm so to be okay with that yeah, yeah. i really want to help my kids figure out like you know what their what their skills are yeah and mm-hmm. like i don't ever want to say like stop bulldozing them but you know you know let someone else lead mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah. Like, word your it choice so and wording yeah, yeah. Your yep. choice and wording is so important yeah. to these little these little minds yeah I, I work with a lot of moms like we have a mom and baby class that happens every day and um often we'll see we'll I'll, like this little six-month-old baby and they'll say oh she's so chubby well, why don't you change the wording? And I mean, She's it's so healthy yeah. or athletic yeah. or like strong, strong, strong yeah. right? Yeah. And I mean, and I I slightly try and mention that yeah. and yeah. lots of them have picked up on it and like, this is a woman and yeah. this is going to be the future woman, yeah. right? And I think the biggest way to growth is accepting where you're at and like just understanding that none of us are broken. We mm-hmm. just might have a pattern or a behavior that's not getting us what we want so mm-hmm. we can change that. But it doesn't mean you're broken from the beginning and I think the conditionings that we have like growing up and being able to let go of like what everyone told us we should be is is the journey it's like all of us are just unbecoming what we thought we were supposed to be and stepping into who we actually are Mm -hmm. or use it yeah Yeah. or or use it I have a twin sister and I was always compared to her as the bad one because I was always I (laughs) I was I was always (laughs) (laughs) pushing the envelope and I still am that person and you know what now I'm like yeah I was the bad twin and I'm still the fucking bad twin (laughs) and I'm gonna own it and I was the insecure twin (laughs) and I was the one with no voice and so both sides of the journey and Mm -hmm. here we are like you know the same person yeah yeah (laughs) 
You guys are twins. Uh, we're, we're twins. Th- we should have been twins. Yeah. Yeah. We should have been. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're Soul new, twins. I have no sister. <laughs> You're my new sister. I can, like can we talk about um, Real Women Talks and, like, yeah. what it should be? Because I feel like there's a perception that it's about us and our story, mm-hmm. and it's not. We shared our stories to try to empower and have a conversation mm-hmm. with other women, and that's ultimately what it is. The platform is nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with every other woman out there that's following us, that's struggling with something, that wants to have a conversation about anything on their mind. And we just want them to come to that platform and have their voice, share it. Yeah, you will breaking the ice. You will never, we will, nobody will ever, ever say anything about anything. I mean, unless it's brutally hurtful, mean. And right. It has to be from good intent. It has to love. be from good intent, yeah. 100%. But we want to hear from you. We we want. That's why we're here and putting ourselves out there. It's not for ourselves. We have nothing to gain from this. Yeah. It's for you. It's for, for all women. of you. For women. Yeah. For women. For our daughters. Yeah. So they can have a voice. So they don't need to be confined to a sons. box. Yeah. Or your sons. Sons. Yeah. 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 Right. We all I have voice. But let's be honest. It's easier for men and it's easier for boys. And like you almost don't want to be an attractive woman in business because I I feel like I can't wear a dress like this if I'm going to meeting because then I'm going to be sexualized and they're not going to hear how smart I am. They're just going to see how pretty you are. Right. So it is, it's different for women than it is for men. But you guys are the people that are raising those men to come, come behind you. Right. So they're going to be okay. So So they're going to be okay. So you need, you need to be, or we need to be teaching them. Let's make our men feminists, not just the women. Right. Like also standing up for boys. You know, that's something I'm trying to learn about too, because I feel like men are not allowed to be who they are. And if we will be who we are and we're not trying to absorb them or be absorbed by them, then they'll be stronger too. Totally. Mm -hmm. And like my boys, when they cry and they cry when they're hurt, I'm like, save, save your tears for a broken heart. I always tell them that because men don't cry when they're sad. They drink. Mm-hmm. They get angry, but they don't cry. Yeah, and, and I think it's okay to cry. It's, yeah. it's definitely okay to cry. Totally. Yeah. I've been am- amazed being a mom of boys to yeah. see how sweet they are mm-hmm. and wondering, okay, what happens? Yeah, yeah. yeah. what are we doing do to these people? <laughs> <laughs> but look at the men that are in your lives that that you that you aren't the bad guys or like yeah. like I don't want to make this about men, the but whatever men. the quality men who yeah. raised them. What mm-hmm. made, like, I've sent letters to my husband's mom just thanking her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's women. Thanking sure. her mm-hmm. for making that type of man yeah. Yeah. out there so that I could partner with him. Because yeah. there's not a lot of people that could that could partner with me or keep up with me yeah. 24-7. <laughs> yeah. And we have multiple businesses together, and we, we work together. So we're always up in each other's grill. Yeah. yeah. And But he needed to be able to be at my level mm-hmm. for for him to handle me, basically. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So My husband's the same way. And support you. Not even handle you. It's yeah. just like, totally. And not be intimidated by yep. you. And I always yeah. say, if like Scott wasn't in my life, I think I would be, I would be a spinster. Because yeah. I don't think there's another man out there that Found could, uh, with that could handle at that just yeah, me. I like, I mean, I feel more confident because I know he's always in my corner, 100%. But I think I would be very intimidating to a lot of men. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And I don't want to be handled. I want to be enjoyed. Yeah. Oh. And celebrated. I like, I, like yeah. I like being intimidating to men. Though. That's like a, <laughs> yeah. that's a thing that <sighs> I'm just like, Gives you some if they say I'm intimidating, great. Yeah. Then I'm doing my job. Yeah. yeah. And it's so important for me, for my kids, my boys, to see like both of myself and my husband in our household. And we don't use labels like 
it, you know, just conditioning with my husband, like his mom did everything for him and he mm. really had to unwind. Like he, it, the other day I posted on my social media, I don't get the groceries. My husband does all the grocery shopping. And he sent me this text that said, okay, I had to go get groceries one, once in a while I do. And he sent me this text and he's like, okay, the, the bread is in this corner of the, like, I don't even know where things are in the grocery <laughs> store. And <laughs> I got so like funny. 15 messages from women being like, I do that for my husband. Like if my husband ever, you know, and mm-hmm. I was like, I am so like happy that I'm growing up in a household where my husband does a lot of the cooking, the cleaning, the laundry, the grocery shopping. He sent me sticky notes this morning to remind me to take the cookies that he made with Dave or with Gray last night for daycare. <laughs> and I want them to see that that is okay. Like yeah. I, I don't have to be that role. Yeah. And I fought against that a lot because yeah. my mom was like, but how empowering yeah. for them then yeah. to be able to cook for themselves, clean for themselves. Yeah. I mean, I know, yeah. I know some some of my friends, their husbands will not eat dinner until they get home yeah. and feed them. Yeah. It's no, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, my husband th- would starve little. That's fine. Mean, starving men out there. Great, but that's I think he'd like make still, yeah. yeah, I don't think he'd wait for me to get home. Yeah, that'd be something. But it's just so important. It's really 50-50 and my kids see that. Yeah. And I mean, everyone's relationship is different, and whatever works for them. But I refuse yeah. to be like all that on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And it's and even everyone challenges it. Like the daycare, they're always texting me to remind me about things. I'm like, text Dave. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. the ADD one. He'll actually remember. Yeah. Like, but they automatically just text the mom. They automatically yep. just include the mom. And I've always fought against that because I'm like, we're both the parents. We yeah. both yeah. have the responsibility. You can text him mm-hmm. and all of but that. But that's like my boys. Like, Kale forgot his lunch the other day. He's never once phoned his dad. He yeah. always calls me. So I want every my boys time. to phone <laughs> like Or me. Like, either. But I don't want them to just automatically always. think that's yeah. my job. Yeah. And personally, because I suck at it. So why would I do it? Yeah. <laughs> Well, ladies, uh, thank you so much for taking time Thanks with me us. today um, and for being my very first group Yay. and overwhelming. Hey, yeah. like all these, all this power on the other <laughs> side of the table than me. So you guys no. have, you guys have brought a lot of um, happiness to my life today. So thank, thank you for taking that well, into the long weekend. We yeah, yeah. yeah this is awesome. great. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. And yeah. cheers. Coffee's yeah. up, ladies. Yeah. Caffeine all around. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we thank you for joining us and uh, tuning in to our very first podcast. It was 25 minutes longer than we had intention, but I think we'll have to do around two, maybe three with these ladies. Mm-hmm. So follow us on social media at uh, On Her Shoulders, Facebook uh, and Instagram On Her Shoulders podcast. And then follow all these uh, ladies and mm-hmm. see what they're up to as well. Real Woman Talks and... We can't wait to see what you guys bring forward in the future. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Bye, ladies.